Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talking Games podcast. I'm Bobby Shortle. It is August 3rd, 2017, and I'm here with Mr. Hugh Perry. Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party time. Excellent. Mm. Uh, Mr. Matt Wood. Hi. Yes, hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and Miss Kelsey Lavati. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I really reached derailed. Before we started recording, we were... We were you did. We were explaining to Kelsey what Wayne's World was. I know what it is. <laughs> I don't. That's not what you're saying before we were recording. Like, what and you, going, old you can't prove otherwise. I Kelsey. said he's can- <laughs> he's Canadian. Yeah, you know who Mike know Myers old- is. Wayne is from uh, what Peoria or Peoria, Illinois? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That, that's a state in the uh, U.S. Um, you're you're too, you're too young to know what Illinois is. Yeah, yeah. It was big in the 80s. Hi, I'm in Delaware. Oh man. <laughs> um, I don't know about you guys, but on my end of the video chat, Hugh has an awesome desync between his when his mouth moves and when yes. the, the vocals yeah. actually come through, and it's pretty entertaining. Okay. I feel like I'm on a news report from like 10 years ago. Yeah, because at the beginning, <laughs> it just looks like you were like screaming silence into the mic, and then two seconds later, we got the Wayne's World song. That's so that was I'm, pretty awesome. That's how I'm doing these. I've got um, a Godzilla t-shirt on. I'm going for like an old school, like poorly dubbed uh, the type vibe. Poor dub. Yeah, totally, totally. Good. It's good. <laughs> it works. It's working for you for sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we've got some mostly games to talk about this week. Not a lot of big news going on. Things have been pretty slow uh, news-wise the past couple of weeks. Um, but we've had a couple of new games hit and, and some interesting stuff, I think, to talk about. Um, the game I've been most excited about this month, it just came out uh, yesterday. And so I haven't had a chance to play it yet, which is Tacoma uh, from the Fulbright people who made um, Gone Home. Uh, that's out on Xbox One and, and Steam right now. I haven't got a chance to play it yet, but I'm very, very much looking forward to it. I'll definitely report back next week on on that show, um, on that game. Sorry. Um, but let's talk about the games we have been playing. I'm going to put two minutes on, on the clock um, here for a, a nice little lightning round. Um, or three. I usually do three minutes, don't I? Is that what I usually do in this lightning round thing? I don't remember. Yeah, it's been seven. a while. Seven minutes? Oh, okay. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Um, all right. So I'm going to go to Kelsey first. You've got three minutes and go. So I started playing a new game, uh, Sundered. It's from Thunder Lotus Games. Uh, Sam played it too. So if you watched uh, Our Lady's Choice last week or this week, um, she did play about an hour of it. Yeah, it came out uh, Friday, I think. Um, I won't say too much because I was writing a review about it. But I will say that I really enjoy it. And I think if you like Hyperlight Drifter like I did, then you'll like this game. It's pretty a pretty standard like Metroidvania type of game. Um, but what's interesting about this game is that the more you die, the better you become. So essentially, like um, once you reach the end of your health bar, you are transported to... Um, like a sanctuary and from there you can increase uh your stats which is pretty cool so depending on how many enemies you've killed within between your deaths then you can upgrade 
accordingly. So that's really interesting. Um, I'm excited to play more. Looks, it looks pretty like large and confusing. So probably spend a lot of time on that. And uh, other than that, I've been playing Overwatch with Justin. Last week we played with Hugh. That was fun. We tried Doomfist. Fun. I'm not sure. Um, that's it. pretty. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Well, yeah, you guys are sore of... losers, but it was fun. Yes. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I had fun. That's it, though. All right. Um, My memory of yeah, Sundered. I've heard uh, some stuff about. I. It... Go ahead. Go ahead, you. I was just going to say, my memory of the stream last week was us just having a terrible run of games and every sort of 60 seconds or so as Kelsey going, fucking Christ. <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> I've never used the Lord's name in vain. Thank you. <laughs> Oh boy! All right. So moving on. Uh, Sundered. Um, I, I've heard interesting things. So like the the placement of the rooms is always the same, but the rooms themselves, like what's in them, changes every run. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I was watching Sam play, um, and it, it the area that she was in had less um, vases to break basically than when I had gone in the same room. Like I had pretty much every step up that you could have taken. There was a base there for me to break. They didn't all have treasure in it. But when I watched Sam do it, she was in the space and didn't have break them. She got a similar, like what looked like a similar main, but yeah, so they, they'll always seem the same and they'll always be a little bit different. Yeah, inter that's interesting. Um, they, they, because these people made a game previously called Yotun. It's J-O-T-U-N, which was a little bit more of a kind of action-adventure Zelda-type title th than this one is. But looks interesting. Um, I'm definitely... It, it, there's two other games I need to play before I get to that as far as indie games go, but something that's definitely on my radar. Um, Matt, you have video game related things to talk about in your lightning round. So you yeah. have three minutes and go. Uh, books, which, uh, which are, you know, not video games, but they're nerd. Yeah, I know. I, it's not cool. Um, uh, it's books about comic books. Uh, sorry. It is. Jeez. No, wrong show. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, God, you, you're not wrong there. Um, it is books about video games. Um, and um, well, the first one definitely is. The second one, yeah, kind of. Um, it, it, it's a, a tie-in. But I, I, I read uh, Box Brown's uh, Tetris, a, uh, the games people play, which uh, Box Brown, he's like an ind independent uh, comic uh, guy. Um, oh, who's the publisher? Is it first, second? I can't remember. Um, anyway, it's uh, basically just a graphic novel that tells the story of the rights of Tetris and then that whole mess, you know, with the, uh, with the, uh, you know, 1989, the whole, you know, uh, 
shift in the government over in Russia and just uh, how he was a, uh, you know, he never collected anything off of the rights of a game that millions and millions and millions of people played. Um, and it's fascinating. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's an incredibly uh, interesting work, so much so that I'm thinking about uh, writing a lesson plan for my students because I, I, I thought because it, it gets into the whole, the whole communism angle, it, it gets into, uh, you know, uh, legality and things like that. I thought it might be a little too uh, inside for like a younger reader to get into it, but it does a really good job explaining um, explaining all of it in a relatively uh, user-friendly way. So I think I'm going to, yeah, uh, look into that because uh, I've been looking, I've been trying to incorporate more comic stuff into my curriculum because and whatever it's my classroom by god um yeah it's a really good book it's a, it's, a, it's incredibly interesting and uh if you've read his other work he wrote a biography of andre the giant uh two years ago and that was incredible as well um he's he's a, he's a great he's a great writer he's a very interesting guy i can't wait to see more stuff uh from him in the future and uh hugh uh held up a copy of the second thing that I'm currently in the middle of, uh, it is Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad. And uh, Hugh, what do you think? I mean, I know um, this is like fighting or whatever, and there's a timer, but... About halfway through it, and I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, it's very... Yeah. So far, it's very sort of like, go on a mission, the aftermath, go on a mission, the aftermath type thing. But it's cool. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, there's some... It's a good sort of really cool sort of diverse group of characters, each with their own sort of distinct um, personality. Um, mm. So even though right now it's not like maybe later in the book sort of like a through line of like what the, you know, the cusp of the end of the book is going to be is yet to reveal itself. Um, sure. I'm enjoying spending time with the characters because you've got, you know, one sort of like a bit snarky and likes making jokes, and you've got um, Iden, who's very sort of um, kind of goes back and forth. She's very serious and driven, but then she also likes a joke. Um, and it's yeah, there's a good like really group of dis distinct like a good group of distinct characters. So um, it's interesting getting to know a character that you're going to play as in a video game before you get hold of the video game. Um, but yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. I, I love... Um, kind of like sort of um, what Bobby said in the past about um, like the Star Wars universe is like having characters who are there as what we know is taking place, but they're sort of weaving in and out of it so you kind of like the book starts off and you get sort of like um her view of like the battle of yavin and then it goes from there so yeah so far halfway through i'm, I'm having a good time with it i'm enjoying it yeah the thing that uh, excites me about it is this is a great testament to what that game is going to be it's it's banking on us being invested in a character which is pretty much the polar opposite of what battlefront one uh it didn't give us any characters to care about yeah um so i i i think it's a good uh promissory uh maybe note is it's just i i'm 
I'm, I'm invested in the character. Uh, the thing I like about it, it kind of reminds me of Rogue One, but it's the Empire's like version of ragtag uh, group of people, even though they're not too ragtag. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I think it's interesting. And it does have an opportunity to do that thing that too many Star Wars novels do that focus on the Empire, where it has that one member of the group that's like, oh, maybe the Empire's not right. Um it's kind of avoiding that, and I'm kind of glad because... Yeah, they're all, like, hardcore. Sometimes like, I like playing as the bad guy in video games. Deep, sort of, you yeah. know, empire-loyal people who, you know, they, they've they been chosen for this, like, you know, undercover group of missions, and they, they, you know, that's what they'll do. They will, like, fight and die for the empire. Um, and like I say, I think the Rogue One comparison is actually quite good, actually, because you get Rogue One is about, like... <laughs> just rebels who will like unshakable in their beliefs and this is the same but from the empire point of view so that's yeah that's a good um comparison yeah yeah i i i can't it makes me want to play the video game more and focus on the story uh or and and see what that story is all about where you know that just wasn't a thing last time around uh and so what i gotta wait what four or five more months before that happens Yep, no. So enough time for me 16th. to forget all these characters. So yeah, I'd be interested yeah. to see if um, oh, well. like more characters from the book are in the game as well. Like if did, the whole squad is there. Did you read the Battlefront One novel? No, I didn't. No, I I read about 30 pages of it and then i was like this is pointless <laughs> was it just a bunch of people running up and dying and then getting re- respawned and then running up and dying it, it uh it kind of felt like the literary equivalent of that yes <laughs> i i remember like like and that was like at, when star wars like fever pitch like right before the force mm-hmm. awakens was coming out and then like i was like oh wow like this should be an easy thing all you have to do is say star wars and i'm interested but no, that novel is not good. Hmm. So it's right. good that they're turning it around. All right. Um, Hugh, Hello. I'm going to put three minutes on the clock for you, sir. All righty. Um, and go. Okay. So um, yesterday, I think I kind of instigated, instigated a bit of a thing via our um, Discord chat um, in which um, I persuaded numerous people to pick up and start playing uh csgo which is um counter-strike global offensive um i played a few rounds of it earlier on started off um playing against bots just to get a feel for it because i haven't played counter-strike since the original um feel like handles very similarly um very weird in the fact that um like you said earlier on bobby before we started recording it's odd that you can't like look down the sights of your gun while you're um firing it's very just sort of like aim and shoot um so it's kind of like this odd mix of like uh you gotta have like really good skills to like point and aim and shoot and where you're going but it's you gotta be fast about it as well and i think like i kept clicking as if i wanted to raise my gun to aim down the sights so that's going to take a bit of getting used to i played a few rounds online against people and it didn't go as bad as um i was expecting 
it too. Um, I got a few kills. Um, but my main thought process behind getting it is to get a bit more sort of um, down and dirty with a straight up like PC shooter to improve, hopefully, my skills in PUBG. Um, so thankfully, because I already own Counter-Strike and Counter-Strike Source, um, I only paid like half of the like full cost of um, CSGO. Um, because it comes as part of a three pack, so you get like a discount on the on the rest of the bundle. Um, so the other thing I've been playing um, recently as well, which I'm enjoying, is Fortnite, um, which is a mix of sort of like looting, fort building, and sort of horde mode, like um, tower defense type thing. Um, and it's really cool. You start off and you've just got like this phase where you can just, you've got this sort of map where you can run around, loot as you please, um, gather resources, ammo. Um, you even get like traps, um, like video game logic where you sort of like, you'll search a bush and you'll find like this contraption that fires darts if you attach it to a wall. Um, and then you go into sort of like you'll place something, you'll have to build defenses around it, and then you trigger it, and then you start the horde phase, which lasts like some five minutes, some are seven. I played one yesterday, which was ten. Um, it's got surprisingly like deep amount of um, systems, like a good like a large skill tree. There's a research tree. Um, you build teams of like. Um, like squads and stuff which hasn't fully been explained and that's one of the downsides of it is it doesn't do a very good job of i'm just gonna carry on it doesn't do a very good job of explaining all of its systems you get a tutorial um but like the whole thing was like um like the the first time i played it i ran out of traps um to put around my fort and i was just like well i've run out of traps what do i do and like at, at no point so far as the game told you that you can just go into your menu and craft more traps from the um resources you get as well as like weapons and stuff so it needs to do better in sort of um explaining the systems of the game to you but that being said it's really good fun quite a chilled out game actually i'm just like enjoying sort of kicking back and just looting things and then just shooting a bunch of zombies um but yeah i'm having tons of fun with it only gripe is that the it need the tutorial needs to be a bit more broad and explain itself better so that was my 10 minute lightning round yeah it's an interesting game uh, yeah it's an interesting game i you know i was playing i played a little bit of it and um it's cool like you mentioned it 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 it's chilled out because you kind of get to decide when like the, the horde is going to come. Like you have as much time as really you want to get things set up and you know, it, it, it's nice in that way. And it's got like a little bit of that Minecraft, like building elements to it where you can, where you can get very, um, very creative with how you end up putting together your traps and, and setting everything up. It, like you said, it's, it gets a little bit, um, it's a little bit obtuse and it has like 
three different modes or four different modes like there's combat mode there's like build mode there's like edit mode and they're all separate kind of phases and you have to i think a lot of the game is going to being like okay knowing quickly like which mode you need to be in and, and all that kind of stuff so it's um you know it's an interesting way to go about things i think for for a game like that um there's like a bunch of different currencies and stuff like that it's still an early access um but it's one of these weird early access games where not weird early access game. it's going to end up being free to play in 2018 when it like officially comes out but if you want to play it now you have to pay like um at least i think 40 dollars i think to, to play it at yeah, this point it's 32 I think. quid so yeah probably about 40 dollars i'd imagine <laughs> yeah um adam shaw who um has been a part of the site for a very long time he does talking valiant he was kind enough to give me a pc code for the game because i think he bought like the mega bundle pack that comes with like four copies of the game thank you um he gave one to hugh as well (laughs) um (laughs) and uh it was it's you know it's it it was cool to try it out i'm definitely gonna try more of it out um as well Uh, i like the way it looks a lot um it's got a cool art style that i didn't i I knew it was gonna look like that because they they this is one of these weird games that they showed off like I think four or five years ago at this point. It was supposed to be the first game running on the Unreal Engine 4, and then it just sort of has been in like private beta for years now at this point. Like there were all these like weird reports that would come out that like people in Seattle are getting to play Fortnite, and now it's like a ve- it's it's now out um t- to play for everybody. So interesting and and a fun thing i'm gonna actually start my three minutes right now even though i use some of it on that i play a little bit of pyre um which is the new game from super giant games they made um uh, bastion and transistor uh they are known for their art style their music their presentation being kind of wonderful but with varying different kinds of gameplay bastion is an action rpg um transistor is more of a like strategy game and this game is I've never really played anything like it. It's a visual novel for the most part mixed with a competitive sports element. So the plot of the game is that you are these people who are in this wasteland. It's sort of like purgatory. You've been banished by the ruling class for various reasons. The character you're playing is because they had the gall to learn to read um, and and there are no you're not allowed to read in the, in this world. So these people are searching for a way to get back and you afford them the opportunity because you can read the text that they can't read. And what you discover are there, there are these ancient rites which you can compete in. And if you win, you can win your way back into the um, main world. Um, and that those ancient rites are this sort of three-on-three s- soccer slash basketball slash i don't know game where your, your goal is to basically score and throw the ball into the opponent's pyre um and get it down to zero and if you win then you have a chance to go go on the the cool thing about the game is that whether you win or lose the rights the game doesn't give you a game over and you can do it again you it just continues the sort of narrative of the game in that you'd lost that thing um you know i've only played about two hours of it justin uh, beat it um, so I'm sure next week you'll have much more to say about it, but, um, I'm enjoying it and I love the way it looks and the way it sounds and all that kind of stuff. They're, they're always great at that. Bastion is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, I have mixed feelings on transistor and, but this one I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying so far. Uh, I finally played a little bit of lawbreakers, the lawbreakers beta, um, 
that game seems crazy and cool, but my like hour I spent with it, I was a terrible at it and B, I don't think I really got it. You know, I didn't, I, the, the, the sort of objective modes, um, I didn't really understand what I was supposed to be doing for, for most of the time. So it was really just me about trying out characters. And, and I, I think it seems like a cool game. Um, I'd like to, I, I'm interested to sink my teeth into it sort of long-term to kind of understand it, but it didn't, Whereas something like Overwatch, like the first time I played it, I kind of immediately understood the what I was supposed to do and that kind of thing. Lawbreakers, I didn't have that 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 same feeling. But it's definitely nuts and very fast and has some cool abilities and some cool characters. So I'm I'm definitely into that aspect of it. I played a little CS:GO, like like he was saying, and of course some player unknowns battlegrounds. But that is a uh, that's about it for mine. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah, and- Hugh, have you played any Lawbreakers at all? Yeah, I played um, the first, I think the closed beta. Um, I played a couple of hours of it, but yeah, I know what you mean. And just an hour with it is a bit tricky because it's not overly, but it doesn't really tell you much about like what your objectives are when it throws you into a game. Um, but I, after, I, I think I played probably maybe five or six hours of the closed beta. I really enjoyed it. It is like crazy and when you hit sort of like those like zero gravity areas and you're just like floating around and you can um you can make yourself travel in a certain direction by like firing your gun and you sort of like go in the opposite direction to where your bullets are going and stuff um and it's got a few cool little things about it that make it different like it's got a bit more of a like hardcore like attitude about it compared to like something like overwatch which is very sort of like you know the old sort of hands-on hip cheesy hero type thing um but yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it it's, it's yeah it's different. definitely growing. sorry no carry on go no, it's definitely it's drawing from that sort of old school Unreal Tournament, which I mean, Cliff Blazinski, who is the lead designer on this game, he created Unreal Tournament. Um, it's drawing from that sort of era, Quake, that sort of era of of shooter because yeah. it's very, very fast um, and, and the abilities are kind of nuts. So I, I want definitely want to play more of it. I definitely started sort of I, I was having the thing where I if I was on my team, I would have been very angry at me because I was just like trying to figure out how to kill people. And I wasn't really playing the modes, you know, cause I, I was just trying to get down the basic mechanics of it. And I, and I, I had no idea what I was doing as far as like the team based aspect of it. But, uh, it looked great too. It moved really, really well, moved really fast. And the shooting feels really nice as well. Um, so I'll definitely give it a try when it's out in, in full and I can, I can actually sink some time into it. Um, but yeah, and I have, I will say I haven't, I put a little bit more dream daddy, um everything i've played is now um on uh youtube uh we're not very far a couple hours in, into it at, at this point i just met um i i will i slept with robert uh but then i i met <laughs> um i met the teacher hugo i think his name is and i met well i didn't meet him but i ran into like the guy who looks like a vampire damien that's his name damien. that's the guy yeah, yeah. um I think the only one I haven't met is like the burly bearded guy who I think you meet in the park. If you like take your dog for a walk and I haven't done that. So, um, yeah. And you have like a Pokemon battle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You have like a Pokemon battle about your kids or whatever. I've seen like a other let's play. Also. Um, so it's pretty, that's pretty cool. The game is still, you haven't walked your dog. No, go ahead. You, 
No, I haven't walked my dog. It only gave me one option to do it right at the beginning. It gave me an option to do it. And I was like, no, I want to go get coffee. And then since then, it hasn't asked me if I want to walk my dog. Mm. So, and, and then, then I went out and got really drunk and had a one night stand. So, you know, things have been busy for me. And I just found out my daughter is having like emotional problems or something. So it's, it, it, there's a lot coming at me really fast. So I got, I, I got to deal with that as, as, as a dad. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm still really enjoying it. It's still really good writing. Um, it, it's, it's really nice that it, it doesn't play the fact there, there's a lot of jokes in the game, but it doesn't play the fact that you're playing a gay character as a joke. Like that's not the, that's not the joke of the game, which, which I think is, is a really cool thing. Um, Kelsey, have you played any more Dream Daddy since since last week? A little bit. I went on a date with Damien. Okay, how was that? Um, it was good. It was a bit hard though. I'm gonna have to um, replay it because where I like getting like flowers and eggplants. I don't like getting the little black dots that surround them when they're mad at you. And I broke his gargoyle, so I want to replay it so that I can. The that is the weirdest sentence I have ever heard in my entire life spoken with in such a straight and like journalistic way, like, like an analytic Kelsey way. Tweets. Yeah. <laughs> I really like flowers and eggplants. I don't like the black box that you get when they're mad at you. <laughs> how, how big was this gargoyle? It I broke his. I forgot about the best part. Yeah. It's in three parts and it's really difficult. Okay, and if anyone's uh -huh. past this, please help me because I can't do it. <laughs> oh man, um, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. I, I am really, honestly, enjoying it. it. It's not just not just a joke. Like I, I am honestly enjoying the game, so I'm I'm excited to play some more of it. Um, let's do. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Matt. Sorry, have you ever played Hatful Boyfriend? I have not. I, I've always thought no. about it, but that seems to me like pure ironic no. joke, right? It's like it's like a pigeon dating well, thing. Well, uh, yeah, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> and have so, you played uh, Hatful Boyfriend, Matt? Yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh wow! Have you have you, have you met Mara? Oh, that's true. That's true. I <laughs> it forgot. Was the easiest I forgot about Mara in the equation. It was the easiest of like, hey, Mara, I think you'll like this game. And she's like, no, I won't. And I'm like, it's pigeons and you date. And she's like, okay. It's from Japan. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. It's from Japan, yeah. Yeah, she was yeah. like, oh. Did, she play, did she play she, Mystic Messenger? No, but that sounds like something she would find amazing. It's a, <laughs> it's a bunch of like anime boys. And uh, uh, they, text likes you. they text you all day long. So I played do it they, last uh, year. <laughs> do the anime boys, uh, are they active in sports? Uh, I think one of them is a swimmer. Oh, okay. As... Yep, there it is. That's all. One of, like... them, one of them's the, the mysterious one. One of them's like the cute blonde one, I guess. One of them's like serious and he has black hair and glasses and he works as a businessman and then there's the other one i think he's the swimmer and there was a fifth one but i forgot who he was but the game uh makes you feel makes you feel special yeah oh. <laughs> you are special kelsey, kelsey i really like your 
Yeah, you are special, Kelsey. It's true. I really like your um, businessman voice. I'm a businessman. This is how businessmen talk. This is how all business people who are in business they talk like this. Uh, I enjoyed What's that it very much. Mystical matchmaker. Mystic messenger. Mystic messenger. Uh, Matt, you need yeah, to tell um, Mara that there's a Madoka Magica. Um, mobile game coming later this year as well i'm not gonna what? remember that there's a what there's a madoka magica ios game coming time. later this year i'm getting it i'll try to write that down i love madoka what is, this? What is this? he's writing it down so he can try to figure out a block all news of it getting tomorrow's ears uh, <laughs> i can contact him it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll all text Mara the day it comes out in a mass text. Why does why what's up with the M alliteration in all these names? Yes. Mara true. is going to play Mystical Messenger and Madoka Magish Magica. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> Ma um like Magica Dispel from DuckTales. Yes. <laughs> Best game on the NES. Here we go again. According to you, <laughs> it really is. What about Mario Brothers Three, Matt? What about Super Mario Brothers Three? Okay. Yeah, it's got it's a pretty stagnant format. I get it. He can jump. <laughs> oh, no. The only thing cool about it is that one level where they give you a shoe that you can hop in, and the one level Karibo shoe. Yes, it is cool. It's it very cool. Level. Airships, Matt. They didn't do airships in the other games. Yeah, but you know, after the night time, I'm airshipped out. So <laughs> the Tanuki has suit. a little thing called uh, variety. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, all right. You can let's uh, you have a cane that you can use as a golf club and a pogo stick. Bobby, that's true. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why we're arguing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're duck. you're wrong. You're wrong. Oh. Oh. Mario can be a raccoon that flies, or mm. a toad, an actual frog, not a species of toad. Do you, but do you know how much money Scrooge McDuck makes? Oh, okay. That's uh, that's what you want. That's how you want to play it, Matt. That's how you want to play it. Sold me on it. Money isn't the measurement. But how much money does Mario collect over his or his many 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 adventures? Pennies, pennies, but Scrooge McDuck collects diamonds. I mean, <laughs> Hugh, Kelsey, I mean, he swims in them. Anything? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Why does he put a bathing suit on, though? Because he it's it on to, to swim in the money. It doesn't make any sense. He's old school. I bet he wears a suit when he gets on a plane. He does, in fact. Whenever Launchpad takes off, he's wearing his, he, he keeps up appearances. Swimsuit. Mind, oh, I'm not saying, swimming, mind you, if suit. his pit of money is anything like your average ball pit, most of his money is probably covered in piss. Yeah. Well, he's the only one who swims in it, though. No one else swims in it. He's oh, if he no. doesn't piss in it or not. It's like down like 7,000 stairs in, in, his, like, in his place or whatever. Um, but he 
but I'm not I'm not saying that he should he should be naked jumping into the money pit. I'm saying I don't understand why he puts on different clothes to jump in the money pit. Only when we see him swimming is he wearing the swimsuit. I guarantee you. Only when, when the, the cameras, cameras are, are on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's pulling his own entry isn't filming That's him. That's his house. <laughs> <laughs> How Thing is, if he misjudges mm. the jump and it's like mm-hmm. ball on coin contact, that's going to hurt. Nah, he's a duck. You don't have balls. No, no, no balls. Did, did, did you know, and this is, a, this is other duck trivia, that when Howard the Duck originally came out, he okay. he didn't he didn't wear pants, and then Disney like sued them and yeah. said like they, he, that one of the provisions for him being able to continue was he always had to wear pants so he so like wouldn't get confused with Donald Duck. And now yeah, they own him. How, yeah, they own him now, which is funny. They own him, and guess what? Pants still. But yeah, know. pants still. How nuts is it that that was in a lawsuit? Your cartoon duck must wear always wear pants, so he's not confused with our pantsless cartoon duck. That's a I crazy know. thing to have in a legal document. It's a nuts thing to have an illegal document. Um, oh, okay. Anyway, we, I'm to, I've, been, I've been trying to ask this listener question for like 20 minutes, so we're going to ask it right now. Right. This comes from Andy, who's at Historic Me on Twitter, and he asks, "What do you do instead of playing games when you have burnout? I have at least six games to play, but don't feel like touching any of them." Matt, what do you well, do I mean, I, when you're not oh, feeling right. playing games? Um. Uh, but I, I understand that sentiment of like, I have so many games and oh, I, I don't want to play any of them. But I think yeah. uh, one thing that's like really important for you to do if that happens to you is take a break. Don't force yourself to play the video games. I mean, the, one of the last things you want to do is burn yourself out permanently from a hobby that you really do enjoy. Um, and, you know, life goes on. You might eventually not want to play games anymore or whatever and down to do adult stuff like pay your taxes and go to PTA meetings. But, you know, it, it's important that you, uh, yeah, don't, don't force yourself to play video games. But what I do uh, whenever I'm not playing games is I'm comics, man. I, uh, actually, actually the past week I, uh, I subscribed to the WWE network and uh-huh. okay okay i'm god i also remember there was a t- time when i didn't have a tooth and uh watching the wwe guys and yeah i oh, do you want to I'm be one Arkansas. of the bushwhackers <laughs> oh yeah I like those guys yeah i like those guys uh no i i i i there's always something to keep yourself occupied, but yeah, comics is my big one. Um, I, I read a lot of comics. I'm the one. I muted my microphone. Hugh, what about you? Um, mostly I sit with my PlayStation on, going back and forth through the icons for the games for hours and hours. Going, <laughs> what shall I play? I don't know what to play. Maybe I won't play anything. Really, what should I play? No, I can't think of anything. Um, <laughs> but I do have so times like that. Thing. Like sometimes I switch my console on and I'm just like, Phew. I think I just switch it on by force of habit. Um, and I think, like, kind of like Matt said, I think 
if I I need to sort of get myself, I think I need to get more sort of if I'm switching my PlayStation on, it needs to be like, right, switching this thing on, I'm gonna play this game. This is what I'm gonna do. Switch it on, load this game up. Um but if I don't feel like playing any video games, I mean, these days, um I'm kinda of getting back into sort of um reading novels a lot more. Like I said, I'm halfway through um Inferno Squad. Um I've just picked up a copy of The Handmaid's Tale. Um and just sort of you know, find stuff that I do enjoy that I haven't done for a while that, you know, I've forgotten about really. Um like I started reading some of my old comics again. Like, I don't pick up anywhere near as many comics as I used to, um, mainly because I'm fed up of Marvel, um, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, so, yeah. I Wrong mean, I, podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, generally it's just a case of sort of finding, like, I think to myself, right, what haven't I done for a while that I enjoy, whether it's like... Um, like a, a while ago, I bought. Um, there's a website called Udemy, which is basically just like online courses in sort of all sorts of things. But and they have sales quite often. And I picked up a couple mm. of courses in like writing code. So I've got one for like C sharp, C plus plus, um, like building games in Unity. And I've got another one which is about um the un. Uh, I think there's one around like Unreal as well. I think it's just a case of sort of like remove yourself. Like Matt said, you don't want to like. I th- I think I am pretty bad for like almost forcing myself to f- like. I feel like I I have to play a video game, and um, I think recently I've finally sort of broken out of that habit when I do feel a bit jaded. So it's just about sort of like right. I don't know what to play. What can I do that I enjoy that will just take my mind away from it? And then eventually I'll just go, yeah, I fancy picking up Overwatch again. And then I'll just, you know, I'll be back into video games and crack on from there. So, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Kelsey, what about you? I'm pretty similar. I have a lot of uh, gaming some some of the time because I think I lose, like interest pretty frequently for games too long so i go through this a lot um but taking breaks makes me crave games more i think watching gameplays of the game that i'm semi interested in makes me more interested in it because you get you get hyped when someone else is hyped about a game so I tend to do that a lot, and it makes me more excited for the game, so I'm likely to pick it up, read reviews, stuff like that. Um, otherwise, I go, I play, like, classics. So I uh, actually just sold my Wii U this week, but I used to turn on, like, my Wii U and play, like, Mario Kart or something, like, simple, just to keep me um, motivated to play. And then maybe I'll try a game that I was sort of interested but didn't feel like playing that day um otherwise i take a break for a day or two and i I usually read books um or i play ios games sometimes that gives me like the I, i didn't want the release i guess of playing a video game um 
without stressing myself out playing a, a larger video game, perhaps on like the PS4 or whatever. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I mean, for me, I, I get in the same situation that Andy's talking about where I have a bunch of games in front of me and because it seems so daunting and like, oh, I have six games to play and that's like a hundred hours and like, how am I going to do it? Like, I, I have that analysis paralysis, like, okay, I'm just not, I'm just, I'm just not going to do it, you know? And um, I, I think one of the things that I do sometimes for that when it's not going away from games is I just go like, okay, I'm just going to play one of them and I'll play one of them and I'm not going to worry about the other one and I'll just compartmentalize it enough so that I can get through one. And once I'm through one, I'm like, okay, that good. I did that. Now I can see if I go on to do something else. And uh, it's like that. But, but um, you know, I find it, I, I find it's good, not necessarily an iOS game for me, but to have a game that I have no, that doesn't have a finish to it, which makes it easier for me to sort of use it as a like palate cleanser. I mean, part of the reason why I like playing Overwatch and why I like playing PUBG is that there is no ending, right? There's no like, ult I mean, the ultimate goal is to win, especially in PUBG, but like, even if after I win, I'm not going to stop playing the game. So um, it's just like, I, I can put 20 minutes into it and then I can feel like good. Like, oh, I did a run. I did something in a video game. I'm good. Um, but when it comes to it, like when I'm really done with games, um, and, and I just want to like uh, relax and, and sort of chill out. I, I I like to binge watch TV shows. That's a big thing that I'll do. I'll be like, I'll suddenly realize, oh man, I haven't watched, um, I haven't watched the latest season of Silicon Valley, or I haven't watched the latest season of this, or there's Duck this Tales. new Netflix show, Ducktales. Exactly. There's this new Netflix show <laughs> that. Um, is out that you've been saying cool things about, and I haven't checked it out yet. Let me let me jump into it and and and, and try it out. Um, TV is like my ultimate um, my ultimate relax thing because even if it's a very um, intensive show that I have to pay attention to, it's not nearly as intensive having to play a game right that I have to focus on and have to be you know good at. Um, so that's usually my thing, you know. I, I'm not a big, um, I'm not a big like rewatcher of things. So I don't, I don't rewatch a lot of movies and stuff like that or, or replay things I've already played. Um, that's not really my thing, but I will put on something that I've been meaning to watch or something like that, or, you know, read, um, definitely. Um, when I was reading comics a lot and I got burnt out on those, I would go to like reading novels. That's what I would do to sort of break up that thing for me. Um, but that, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I would do. Uh, did we totally lose Kelsey? I think so. It looks like. Yep, she's gone. Yeah, okay, she just, she just dropped. Okay. Oh, you say you back. rewatch things reminds me. There she is. Like, she's I, Star Wars. Like, that's that's always my that's my number one fallback oh. at all times. I'll just put, like, Empire on and just rejoice in the glory of the greatest movie ever made. It's weird. Yeah, I'm I, the same way where I can just, like, fall into, like, Clone Wars and just start watching those. I've never, I've probably seen every episode too, too many times, but I've never been burnt out. And I also haven't, I'm married to an enabler, so that doesn't happen. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Just a small one. Just a small um, enabler. I, yeah. It's just a small one. I, I think for me, you know, I used to do that a lot when I was in like college and in grad school. I would rewatch stuff a lot because it was easy when I was like, 
doing homework or I was studying or something like that to have something on in the background that I had seen a bunch of times. Um, like I watched, I, I can't even tell you how many times I watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy in college and post-college. So, 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 so many times. Um, but, but I, um, am, uh, not, like I said, a big rewatcher, but yeah, I, I, I think it's important to keep your hobbies, as hypocritical as this for me to say right now because of what we do keep your hobbies as hobby like as possible so that they don't feel like work um yeah. and the biggest danger with doing something like this is that you can feel like you must play everything you must read everything you must do whatever and everything and yeah i mean it's good to play a lot so you have a good sort of or a good sort of breadth of knowledge and you can speak to the things and you can help people's purchasing decisions but if you're doing if you're forcing yourself to do it and you're not having fun doing it because sometimes i get in the mood where i'm like yeah i'm just gonna freaking pump through stuff and i'm gonna i'm gonna play everything with my head to the grindstone and play 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 and i love it but um it, so there are sometimes where i'm like no you know i just need a week where I just sort of like chill out and just do what I feel like doing. Yeah. I think um, it's also a good idea to diversify the things that you like in the medium that you enjoy. So like if you're into video games and the only thing you play is like shooters or fighting games, like try a puzzle game, try something a little bit different. That way you're, you're, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good palate cleanser, you know? Yeah. Or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, sure. you need for sure. or find something uh, new within that thing so say like um like when i built my pc that really gave me like a like that was like a breath of fresh air in terms of like me as a gamer and it still is like i'm you know i was out of pc gaming for years um and now i'm back into it and i'm still sort of like finding my feet and i'm still getting to grips with like playing with the mouse and keyboard um, but not only that is sort of like um, I was, um, I'm basically sort of in the process of my room where my TV is like this is my bedroom and behind that wall behind me if you're watching the stream is my room where my TV is where my console is and that um, and I've got a sofa in there but it's a bit cramped um, so I'm my I've basically decided this is my project now is to get rid of that sofa get myself a a chair and eventually i'll i'm going to get myself a decent gaming chair and i'm going to move my pc into that room i'm going to set my monitor up as a second screen um for when i'm streaming and doing various other things um and just like freshen up like the act of playing video games so it like it feels different like it breaks up the routine of just like right, I'm just gonna sit down here, my stuff set up as it always was, and so on and so forth, and just freshen it up and make it feel like you do like although you're still gaming, you're doing something a bit different and it's a bit new and a bit more sort of fun for you and works better for you, I think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That, that that's a really good 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 thing. I think Kelsey, you're you're finally back with us, and you're stable right now. So. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know what was happening. Good to finally have you stable. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's another listener question. This is from John D. He says, with the release of the new 2DS XL and Nintendo seemingly phasing out 3D, is the platform still considered 3DS or is it just DS now? 
Matt, does the does the new TD? Well, does it, does it play DS games? I, I I'm sure it does. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It does. The all the three okay. DSs play DS games. Okay. I. I, I I just never heard. I mean, I remember when that commercial came out or that trailer for it came out, and it said you can play a huge backlog of our 3DS games. And I thought that's strange that they're not mentioning DS as well, even though I know DS games aren't like on the market, but still. Uh, and also, it's been that like seven years. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know, but I don't know. I, I just wanted to make sure that the backwards compatibility. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. always considered DS games like like when when Game Boy Advance was a thing. I still considered Game Boy games and Game Boy Advance to be all part of the same family. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where it, obviously at the time the 3DS came out, 3D was the the hotness, and mm-hmm. naming it the 3DS, you know, made sense because it was very easy yeah. to say like this is a DS, but it's 3D, so it was like very easy for them to name it that and do that. But I, I think naming your device after a technology is always something that gets a little bit like weird because especially a gaming console because when you make it a 2D, then it's a 2DS. So it's really a DS2, you know, is really what it is. Because calling it a 2DS is just, it. that's what the first DS was, was a 2DS. Like, so they're, they're, it's a weird thing to call it, you know. Um, I mean, you've heard the news, th- right, that their new system's going to be the 4KS. Oh, nice, nice, Matt. Good one. <laughs> they couldn't Good resist. One. <laughs> Good one, Matt. Um, uh, I mean, Though I will say that new 2DS is a nice looking piece of the hardware. Is. Like it makes me want to get it for no reason because I haven't played my 3DS in yeah, two years. <laughs> but I'm like, I this is nice. Last week. For the <laughs> oh, first time. You, I know. I, I, well, we went to San Diego and I was like, I, I, mm-hmm. there's going to be so many street passes. Because uh, <laughs> the last time we went, like it was a big thing. Like Animal Crossing had just yeah. come out and it was, it was, like street passing was awesome. Um, I was surprised. Yeah. Not that many street passes. I have like five a day. It's like, Oh, mm-hmm. I guess that's not a thing anymore. It's past its time, Matt. It's past yeah. its time. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. with, with uh, it's flimsy. I heard it feels. Oh, sorry. Sorry. With regards to, um, go, like go whether they're phasing out 3d, I mean, today, was a pretty big announcement in that the fact that there's a Persona game coming out and they specified for 3DS. So that says to me that it is going to be a 3D game. So if they're still like bringing out like like that's that's a big announcement because of the popularity of that series already and the way Persona 5 has kind of like just blown the hinges off in terms of like worldwide audience. That seems to me kind of like a you know, a sort of benchmark announcement for that system. So if they're still bringing out and announcing games of that caliber, then I think there's still a bit of life in the old dog yet, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, the 3DS is going gonna, is gonna to survive for sure. It's just Nintendo has created this unneeded confusion about, like, 
uh, about like their systems because they have a 2D and 3D variant of of their handheld. But the last was it the Fire Emblem game, Matt, that didn't have 3D support at all? Yeah, well, it did, it did, yeah. but it wasn't a gameplay element at all. And like it was like whenever there was like a cutscene, like an animated cutscene, just just wasn't there. It, they just were like, no, that would take two hours. We're not going to do that. Um, right. There's some game though that either is coming out or has come out. Um, that yeah, have the new Fire Emblem. The new Fire Emblem Warriors is going to be a 3D, new 3DS exclusive game, kind of like that Xenoblade game uh, was. Yeah. Uh, what, what I was surprised by, and this is not a joke, <laughs> there was really an announcement. Uh, they are still putting out the Wedge 2DSs, uh, and the, like mm-hmm. it's like an $80 bundle where you get like the new Super Mario Brothers. And I was like, like it's weird, right? I thought this would they would focus more on just the one thing, but I don't know, Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. Can never be too many SKUs. No, no. <laughs> um, they yeah, so they're doing that, and some cool stuff. Some, some, some stuff's coming to the Switch. Overcooked just came uh, to the Switch, which Apparently is a really a awesome mess. game. Um, yeah. They announced the two Resident Evil. Yeah, I know. I heard it's it's heard. like it's it's messed up. There's a big patch. They've already reported there's a patch coming. Uh, the two Resident Evil Revelations games are coming to the Switch, which. Mm both definitely worth playing it's cool uh they announced uh that um stardew valley will be coming this year and then the multiplayer will be coming early next year um which is which is pretty cool so some cool stuff for the switch and they also uh the the free games for ps plus and xbox live gold this month are pretty good Mm. like just cause three on the ps4 which is pretty neat mm-hmm. um slime rancher for xbox one which is an indie game i've wanted to play for like uh almost a year now is, is free which I'm, I'm excited to play oh did you fun. how yeah. wh- it's fun right it looks it looks yeah. fun to me it looks cute and like interesting yeah yeah um, yeah it's really fun nice um assassin's creed freedom cry which is the standalone uh it was dlc for black flag uh but it's standalone. It's a really, really good piece of, of, of DLC. You can play without having any other Assassin's Creed game. It's really cool. Um, Super Mother Load, which is a neat game. Uh, Downwell is going to be free. Um, that's all on PS Plus. Uh, games with Gold is Slime Rancher, Backwards Compatible Bayonetta, um, Trials Fusion, and Red Faction Armageddon. Um, so it's it's a really good month, actually, for both of them. Um, mm-hmm. And, and uh, exciting games. I, I, I never bought Just Cause 3. I always thought it seemed cool, but I apparently the ps4 version was a little buggy and the what i heard about the progression didn't really interest me but i'll definitely download it and play some of it now um for the grand price of zero dollars so i'm excited about that um there yeah there was also a a big ass PUBG patch that came out but uh hugh and i are probably gonna talk about that on a separate thing we might start like a separate little side like maybe monthly bi-weekly PUBG show on Twitch where we just talk about the game because it's enough talking about it on this podcast. (laughs) Um, We can see everybody else on the show just glazing. Well, that's fine, Matt. Go right ahead. Hashtag. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You can can add that to your list of many podcasts, Matt. I don't know when you're going to find the time. I don't. No, you don't. Definitely not. Um, just make Mara do it. She's not doing any podcast right now, so yeah, she's lazy. Yeah, just write her a she's script. Also, she's, yeah, exactly. She's also gone. You can say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the first words that all, the first term that always comes to my head when I think of Mara. It's lazy. Yeah, lazy. <laughs> a yeah. bum. All she what does is she a do? bum. 
Shit. Yeah. She did. Uh, she does his right yeah. books. I was, uh, I mowed today, so I was sweeping off the patio and I said, Hey, I think we're going to need to buy a, a leaf blower. And she said, Oh, the broom doesn't work. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it, man. It does. It does work. So I didn't have a comeback. Man. All right. Um, Kelsey, before we get out of here, we, we, we promised some of this talk. I've got a list in front of me from a website called bustle.com, which has the 14 Degrassi couples that will never stop loving. So I'm going to, I'm going to read them out to you. And I just I want you to tell me, <laughs> I just want you to tell me agree or disagree. All right. Okay. Kelsey? Okay. Okay. All right. Here, here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Jay and Manny. Oh, agree so much. Okay. I, I also agree. Um, Ashley and Jimmy. No, I don't like Ashley yeah, at I dis- all. I, <laughs> me neither. I disagree. I disagree with this, this entirely. She was the worst. Um, yeah. Imogen and Fiona. Oh, agree. Yes, definitely agree. Definitely, definitely agree. Uh, Darcy and Peter. No, I don't like Peter either. Disagree. No, Peter is uh, might be the worst actor in the history of Degrassi. Um, uh, <laughs> That's a big um, statement. <laughs> let's see. Uh, Johnny and Allie. No, that was creepy. No, it was creepy. <laughs> there's only been ever. I don't think there's ever. Allie's only had ever really, really one good relationship, and that was with. Um, D- Dallas, that's his name, right? Yes, yes. My, yeah. Mike Dallas was that his name? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Drew and Bianca. I absolutely agree. A hundred percent. I love Drew and Bianca. <laughs> yeah. Um, Adam and Becky. Uh, I like them. I didn't like. I didn't like Becky in the beginning. I half agree. I'll say that I half agree. Well, I didn't like Becky in the beginning either, but yeah, by the end, she I won me over. Like, yeah. Yes. And Adam is one of my is one of my favorite characters ever. Yeah, I like on that Adam show. Too. Uh, this one I heartily disagree with. Holly J and Declan. Disgusting. They were two obnoxious yeah. people. I hated both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up liking Holly J by the end, with but Sav. Declan was like, with was really stupid. Yes, yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Craig and Ellie. I don't. I didn't like Craig. Either. I liked Craig, but I didn't like Craig with anyone. I liked Craig alone. Yeah. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. He was better with like his dysfunction alone than with yeah, somebody else. Yeah. 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 Except, yeah, except totally, totally. in Degrassi goes to Hollywood when he was best friends with Pete Wentz and I was super jealous and they were eating ketchup chips and I will never forget <laughs> that. JD. And oh man. That might've been the most Kelsey sentence I've ever heard. He was with Pete Wentz. <laughs> I was a little emo. I was so jealous. <laughs> all right um, chips. that's this other... yeah those are canadian yep, yep that's mm-hmm. okay yeah. my favorite sense. chip my favorite chip. <laughs> okay We're, well that's a whole nother we'll do the chips in a whole nother show <laughs> um all right you already said you love jt and liberty already mm-hmm. um emma and sean okay i agree for nostalgia okay but i emma bothered me sometimes with Sean. Okay. I, I like agree. Sean a lot, though. E- Eli and Claire. Obs. Oh, agreeing, Obs. Yes. Obviously. Yes. Um, and Maya and Zig. <sighs> no, I disagree. 
I'm going to disagree, disagree there, yeah. Matt's nodding. Hmm, I, don't I, like, like, I like them. I don't like... <laughs> that's false. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Maya, though, that much, to be honest. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. I can see that. I can see that. All right, yeah, that, so that's, a, that's our Degrassi talk. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck disagree. anybody has been saying. Oh, Daisy can minutes. Daisy can do so much better. <laughs> yeah, Daisy, Daisy can do so much better than Donald. Are you kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> especially when Donald's it's from just a jerk. Yeah, it's they, true though. I mean, Donald if, is a pantsless jerk. <laughs> Goofy once had like a really hardcore crush on a cow lady, mm-hmm. and if that can be okay then daisy can date whatever animal she exactly. wants exactly Except Pluto. <laughs> well no pluto's like a slave animal so. yeah. yeah that's yeah. weird <laughs> I yeah that weird. We, we that's a whole other longer conversation the whole pluto goofy one of them walks on two legs and talks. The other one walks on four legs. Oh, and then you get into the DuckTales universe where the like the butler is a dog and like the criminals are dogs. And it's just like, what are you yeah. trying to say? Mm. Yeah, I know. It's the and weird. Mickey Mouse controls them all. He's a tyrant. Yeah. He does, yeah. Sure. Who, whoever, whoever elected Mickey Mouse, all right? He just shows up and he's like, I'm the king of this world, all right? Yeah. I'm a fucking steamboat whistling away. Like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing was the delay, and I saw the movements. Uh, yeah. Like before we yeah. got to what he was going to say, and I was like, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? <laughs> yeah. I was very interested in what what is this? Yeah. What are these movements? <laughs> and, then, and then when you uh, said it, you were not moving at all. And I just heard, oh, yeah. It's real good. I think I'm a fucking steamboat is the best way to end this podcast. Toot toot, motherfuckers. Um, uh, follow us on Twitter at... <laughs> follow us on Twitter at talking underscore games. Uh, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash talking games. Uh, supposed to be a live stream tonight with Justin and I, but Justin uh, got sick this week, so we're, we're delaying that. We will be starting out last two very, very soon. Um, Friday morning uh, on twitch.tv slash talking games. Uh, me and Megs will continue our PUBG adventures. I'm not sure if Chuck will join us this week or not. Let's see. I think he finally got the game running. He's having some having had some problems with that. And then I think, in, but I think next week, next Friday, will be full Murder Squad again because he has yeah, off work yo. again. So and um, that'll be a, a lot of fun. Uh, check out YouTube. Doc- <laughs> let's 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 just see about that. Don't say anything crazy, Hugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, YouTube.com slash Talking Games videos for all the videos we've done, the, the PUBG stuff. Um, Heroes Hideout with Sam and Cody. Uh, Ladies Choice, like uh, um, uh, Kelsey mentioned earlier. Uh, Sam just did Sundered, so check that out if you're interested in, in that game. Um, Friday the 13th streams, uh, Kelsey and Justin's Overwatch stuff. So we've got a lot of stuff still going up over there on YouTube.com slash Talking Games videos. Uh, you can follow me personally at Bobby Shortle. Uh, Matt. I am at uh, Johnny Matt Wood. You can also uh, listen to me uh, weekly on the Tales of Duck uh, podcast. <laughs> Legendary DuckTales There's a bunch of reaction videos to me watching new clips from DuckTales. Oh my God. And I would love this. Is- I would love that to be real. <laughs> I, uh, 
I have the technology. They were all pantsless too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Kelsey, where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> yes, Twitter. <laughs> And Hugh, <laughs> I am at h underscore paz on Twitter, and you can find me on the insties at Hugh Paz. Oh, very nice, Hugh. Very nice. Very, you're very up with the kids. And yeah, your I'm pulling a Joey. Insta, so. <laughs> um, but that's it for all our social media information. Uh, next week we'll be back with another episode of the Talking Games podcast. But until then, thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Matt. Oh, there he is. Uh, thank you, Kelsey. <laughs> thank you, Bobby. <laughs> and thank you to all of you who are listening. Until next time, be good to one another. <laughs>